It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The mystery is over, and the Miami Dolphins have selected cornerback Cam Smith from South Carolina with their first overall selection in the 2023 NFL Draft with the 51st overall pick. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. It is 1 a.m. on Saturday morning, April 29th. Day two of the 2023 NFL Draft is in the books. The Dolphins have made a handful of selections. We're going to talk about the 51st overall pick with Cam Smith, cornerback, South Carolina. Here, the Dolphins making their first pick. This episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of being an NFL general manager and creating your own dynasty, this game is definitely for you to download the game. Visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game store. I'm Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, co-host of the Locked On 2023 NFL Draft live stream coverage on YouTube, and uh, processing these picks is probably the best way that I could vocalize my reactions uh, to the selections that the Dolphins have made. This, This show, of course, dedicated to Cam Smith, you can find this show on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Special shout out to our everydayers because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I think the first thing that I would like to start with is this. I think Cam Smith has the potential to be a, a good football player at the NFL level. Uh, in my personal assessment of Cam Smith, when I graded him at the cornerback position, I did have him graded as somebody whose NFL future His ceiling, I thought, was a quality starter at the NFL level. I did grade him as somebody who was quality depth early on in his NFL career. Uh, He was a fringe Tier 4, Tier 5 prospect on the Dolphins-specific draft board. And with that, I would say, um, with that in mind, this is probably not the direction that I would have gone with the 51st overall pick. Uh, And Chris Greer, there's there's a quote from the press conference that I think explains it quite nicely. He said, I think you guys talking to the media are more worried about those spots than we are in terms of position depth at those spots that you're talking about, referencing offensive line and tight end, which of course were two of, of the top prerogatives that I was eager uh, to explore with these Dolphin selections. And that's a conversation uh, in part that we'll talk about today, but I want to keep the main thing, the main thing in talking about Cam Smith and who Cam Smith is as a football player. Uh, Cam Smith was not somebody that got a deep dive prospect spotlight because we didn't do deep dive prospect spotlights with cornerbacks. A lot of those player grades got pulled from uh, work that I had done over the winter and, and 
trying to convert those grades from an all 32 team compassing grade to a dolphin specific grade. Um, but this is a player who graded as a quality depth player upon his early entry into the NFL would be my expectation. I think his NFL ceiling is that of a quality starter. He joins a very now crowded cornerback room for the Dolphins. You think about Xavier Howard. You think about Jalen Ramsey. You think about Cater Kohu. All of those guys played 900-plus snaps in 2022 for their respective teams. Of course, Howard and, and Kohu for the Dolphins and Jalen Ramsey with the Rams. You think about the safety room that the Dolphins have with Javon Holland and, and signing Deshaun Elliott and, and getting Brandon Jones potentially back sooner rather than later. And the numbers game says that Cam Smith's really going to have to win a dogfight for his reps. And of course, the Dolphins, they, they brought back Nick Needham, who's coming off an Achilles tear. Understandable for them to maybe not want to bank too much into that. But this sounds like it was a, a player assessment of Cam Smith within a vacuum more so than it was uh, looking to address a need. And if you evaluated Cam Smith as the Dolphins and you were uh, a handful of, of, of tweaked adjustments on individual traits away from each other and you determined that this was the best player on the board, you know, that that's, that's fine. Uh, I, I think Cam Smith can be a quality starter at the NFL level, but I think there are some big picture conversations with, with how this pick was invested. Um, that make it challenging to to see where Cam Smith, unless he comes in and he blows the doors off of things as a rookie, uh, I, I don't know where the pathway is for him to play more than four or 500 snaps this season for the Dolphins. You, you'd have to experience some attrition. Uh, and of course, attrition happens. I don't think attrition would happen to the extreme in which he did last year to the Dolphins at the cornerback position where you end up having... Uh, Keon Crossan playing meaningful snaps defensively and Justin Bethel playing meaningful snaps and Byron Jones didn't play the whole year. And of course they've moved on from Byron Jones in that regard. Uh, and they'll get that, those dollars on June 1st to be able to apply to the salary cap and what they choose to do with that's going to be some critical decisions for the Dolphins based off of how the, the day two of this 2023 NFL draft played out for this team. He's a little undersized, Cam Smith. He came at the NFL Combine in about uh, 180 pounds. Uh, so he's not the biggest player, but I think he's a relatively fearless player for that stature. I think that's something that, that was really impressive in watching Cam Smith. I, I think he's, from a college prospect perspective, what was consistent for Cam Smith in the grading was like, I thought he was good at everything. I didn't think he had lockdown man coverage capabilities. I didn't think he had lockdown... Uh, booming run fits. I didn't think he had lockdown or, or, or bona fide skills uh, to hunt the football like what Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey have created th their reputations to be. But this is an extremely well-rounded football player, and I will give the Dolphins credit for that. The cornerback issues and attrition that the team dealt with last year, they have positioned themselves to not deal with those issues this year. Now, there are other attrition spots on the team that, that you're worried about, and, and you know, it seems like us on the outside are more worried about than the Dolphins themselves are, even based off of just what Chris Greer said tonight. But Cam Smith, the player, this is a player who came into this 2022 college football season this past fall and was generally perceived to be a top 30, top 35 player in the class. And I know somebody had reached out and said, hey, you know, I'm looking at your draft resource, and you had Cam Smith ranked all the way down here. 
uh, what gives with that? I wouldn't worry about the number. I'd worry about the tier. Um, because it's, it's, it's less about the raw number and it's more about putting players into buckets and then having conversations about players that are simultaneously in the same bucket at the same time when you are on the clock. And that is kind of where it gets into, uh, what the alternatives may have been with that 51st overall pick that create these challenges that I think a lot of Dolphins fans are having a hard time with in processing this pick. And I myself am having a hard time processing this pick because this is a team that is in a win-now window and are considered to be a team that's contending to make a deep playoff run. And you would have hoped that a player that you're investing the 51st overall selection with would be able to come in and have a, a chunk role available to them. And I think there were some players that could have done that. And very clearly, some of the players who were on the board uh, had some non-football-related issues that had caused them to slide down the board, uh, some of them all the way out of the, the, the second day of the NFL draft altogether. And... Um, I, I think with the benefit of hindsight and understanding for some of these players, there's things that we know that we don't know. You can, I can choose to cling to my priors and, and be super upset with who the Dolphins ultimately drafted. Or I can look at Cam Smith and I can say, okay, what is, what is the path for Cam Smith in 2023? And the path for Cam Smith, I think the, the most meaningful thing that he can do is what he allows the Dolphins to do with somebody else. And we're also going to talk about that here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. This episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you have ever dreamed of becoming an NFL general manager and creating your dynasty, this is the game for you. You are responsible for every critical decision in turning the worst team in the league into the best team in the league and creating a dynasty. Everything from hiring the right coaches, managing the salary cap, signing free agents, drafting players, dealing with injuries, all the things that we are cur so curious about what Chris Greer is going to do, well, it's all in your hands on Ultimate Football GM, and it is all in a challenging and realistic game world that can be played offline, on the go, whenever you want to. Locked on Dolphins listeners can get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store that is Locked On in all caps in the game store. To download the game, go to ultimate-gm.com. Dot com or find the app in the app store. This is ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So I think the emotional reaction from Dolphins fans came from how day two, how day one went. We graded it this or on Friday morning as an eight and a half out of ten on the good scale for Miami. And then the first portion of day two happened and you saw Laporta, Mayer, Avila, Bergeron, Mingo all come off the board in a six-pick stretch in the first block of picks 
in the second round. And Dolphins fans, I saw them on the live stream. They got it. We got to trade up. It's not, we're not going to make it. And then Julius Brents and Joe Tipman come off the board. And Brian Branch comes off the board. And Cody Motch comes off the board. And Keanu Benton comes off the board. And then the Dolphins come on the pick at 51. And you're looking at some of these players that are available. And I actually have it earmarked who the players were that the Dolphins chose to pass on. They passed on Sidney Brown at safety, who was a, a defensive back who I had as a higher graded player and I think is a higher ceiling player. Uh, he went to Philadelphia in the early third round, and I think that's going to be a home run fit for the Eagles, and I think he could have provided that. And if I were going off a decision-making basis, well, I, I like that they went with a DB because we talked about DBs. I talked about if, if Julius or Juju Brents was going to be there, he'd be invoked in that conversation. Sidney Brown was on the board, and I think he's versatile. But I guess the question is, What does Cam Smith provide that would still simultaneously allow the versatility that you would envision with a player like Sidney Brown uh, to be able to provide? What does that give you? And I have my thoughts there, but that's more for segment three and the vision with with, uh, Cam Smith being the pick. They also passed on John Michael Schmitz on the uh, interior offensive line. Now, the tackles weren't there. We saw Bergeron come off the board. Dewan Jones was still here. Dewan Jones is still on the board at the beginning of round four. That's alarming. Uh, I certainly think that 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 you could make the argument that the, the risk would be worth the reward at that juncture, but the fact that the entire NFL has balked at Dewan Jones repeatedly with the physical gifts that he has, but simultaneously... Um, the need that exists across many of the teams across the league for offensive tackles and that the league has balked at him, I think is a very significant um, mark here in which there's things that we know that we don't know. And I'm not going to pound the Dolphins for not drafting Dewan Jones because of that, even though you can make the argument that, that that would be an upgrade at that spot. Diane Henley, linebacker, I'm not losing sleep. Any, anybody after, I'm going to be honest, they're so closely bunched together beyond Michael Schmitz and Diane Henley at linebacker. It, it's Clark Phillips, DJ Turner, running backs, Abana Candon, Tajay Spears, Charbonnet's in this bucket, and Charbonnet went shortly after. Tucker Craft, Schoomaker. Like, they're so closely bunched together, that's why I try to put them into tiers. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not freaking out over Cam Smith being picked in a bundle of picks that included Schoomaker, Tucker Craft, Keanu Benton, Tajay Spears, DJ Turner, uh, Clark Phillips. If you did that evaluation of all those players, because it's, like, it's literally fractions of points that are dividing them. So if you came out and say Cam Smith's best available player out of that group of players, that's fine. Where I disagree is that John Michael Schmitz and Sidney Brown and also Darnell Washington, who we have not acknowledged, but Darnell Washington slid into the very end of the third round as well. Apparently there were some medical questions there, but they passed on him also at 84, um, which we'll talk about when we talk about the 84th pick and what the Dolphins did there. So 
the the main block of players that I was hoping for, there was a separation, and two of those players, Dewan Jones and uh, Tommy Atabare, are still on the board. I don't know what the deal is with Atabare. Uh, Darnell Washington came off in the late third. We heard there were medicals. We heard there were teams that had questions there. Dewan Jones, for whatever reason, teams have their concerns there. I think there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that I can't pound the team for for that. I don't think that's particularly fair when they have more information on the personal situation, the medical situation, and whatever other situations would be involved for those players. So this really boils down to me of Sidney Brown and John Michael Schmitz, I thought were significantly better player evaluations that were available on the board for the Dolphins and arguably at more pressing areas of need for both positions than cornerback with Cam Smith. I think everybody else is so bunchly, closely bunched together, it's not something that I'm going to get up in arms about. I think it's unfortunate that some of the players that would have been great talent fits had circumstances that impacted their valuation and team's willingness to go after those players that have led to these unfortunate draft slides for these players. We may or may not get the full picture on that. But one thing that I do know for sure is that if they end up being successful NFL players and Darnell Washington going to Pittsburgh, you like your chances. If they end up being successful NFL players, what will happen is the revisionist history will will not look kindly on this decision for Miami unless Cam Smith becomes the same caliber of a player that we've seen Xavier Howard be. And that'll be the expectation. Um, because Miami will be looked at as they needed those players more, and if they be are good players at those positions that Miami needed more than they needed a corner in the midst of a winning window, that's hard to defend. Now, the vision is essential for this conversation. And I'm not tying myself too much to my own evaluations because at the end of the day, I wasn't in the room. I didn't do the film study with Chris. I didn't do the film study with Mike. I didn't do the film study with Marvin. I didn't do the film study with Reggie. I didn't do the film study with Frank Smith, right? Like I wasn't in the room with those guys. So my opinion on the outside looking in, I came up with the the criteria as best as I could from the outside looking in. Maybe the criteria is a little different. Maybe the personal interviews were, were a significant influence in this. Obviously, for, for Cam Smith, you know, he, he's roomed, I believe I saw he roomed with Chris Greer's son on the South Carolina football team. And Chris Greer acknowledged that, that that was an extra bit of information to have that familiarity with Cam Smith and his son that, that allowed them to gain an extra bit of information and insight into who this player is. But the vision here is essential, and I, I think I've, I've figured out what the the biggest variable that Cam Smith brings and, and what is, it allows you to do. And if this is the case, and I think there's an argument to be made based off the division that the, the, the Dolphins are in right now, um, it, it opens my mind a little bit more to this selection and the pathways for it being a good outcome at the end of the road for the Dolphins and getting some more snaps for Cam Smith. We're going to talk about that after, I and this needs no sell at all, I'll tell you about our friends over at Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. They're absolutely, positively delicious. 
You can go to built.com, pick yourself up a box. You can go to Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, get yourself a four-bar box. Or you go to Sam's Club and get a 13-bar box uh, and uh, have one on the ride home. Still have a dozen waiting for you when you sit down for day three of the 2023 NFL Draft. Make sure you're not hungry. The Dolphins are going to keep you waiting for a while. Head to built.com, Walmart, Sam's Club. Pick yourself up a box of the world's most delicious protein bar. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What Cam Smith can do, because look, you think about the depth chart. You have Xavier Howard, you have Jalen Ramsey. You have Cater Coe, who's been primarily a nickel player. He played outside because he had to in stretches. I do think his, from a foot speed perspective, man coverage perspective, changes skills direction perspective, he's probably the most impactful in the nickel, especially Jalen Ramsey in the picture. Then you have Nick Needham, who's coming off of uh, an Achilles tear. You have Noig Benogany, who you can kiss goodbye. If they can trade him this weekend... Go ahead and move that. Let's let's try to get that guaranteed salary off the bucks. Let's move on with our lives. Is that you're at CB five, and, and we still have Keon Crossan under contract, so that's six. They brought back Bethel too, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. You have Trill Williams potentially moving to safety, but potentially not moving to safety. Yeah, Bethel's back as well. You are literally like nine deep at corner with players that are NFL caliber players. Cam Smith being introduced into the mix, if he is able to not just be a quality depth player as a second round pick that's coming into this highly competitive cornerback room, and he's able to outpace Nick Needham, who's coming back off the Achilles. And you know, Nick is probably inside track to be the CB4. But that's a hard recovery. So I, I would say at a, a floor right now, Cam Smith is CB4. I definitely have him over Noah. I definitely have him over Justin Bethel. I definitely have him over Keon Crossan. And Trill Williams might be moving to safety. Is this the guy that allows Jalen Ramsey to move around? Did you need this guy? Did you need this guy to have Jalen Ramsey take some reps where he is a a pseudo safety position not positionless but position fluid player because if that's the case if this is the key to unlocking Jalen Ramsey's full versatility with complete peace of mind that you have another outside corner or you have depth at outside corner to be able to do that then the versatility that I think Sidney Brown would have brought you that maybe Cam Smith does not can be recouped in other ways in the short-term window and help further unlock the potential of the versatility of the secondary. I would say full straight to your face. 
This is not the pick that I would have made. It doesn't make it a bad pick. It doesn't change the needs that the Dolphins have at other positions, assuming that they evaluated the same thing. And Chris Greer in that same quote about talking about, uh, we don't view the, the lack of depth here the same way that you guys do. He did acknowledge they're talking to street free agents. And we know they brought in Cam Fleming in before the draft. If they, if they get out of the draft and they sign Cam Fleming, like, tomorrow, just hypothetically, and I don't think that that would happen, I'm a lot less worried about offensive tackle. And it frees up Austin Jackson to potentially compete inside a guard. Can you sign? There are still players out there, yes. And if you're going to do the Barry Jackson thing, which is we don't want to draft any more offensive linemen because we haven't had a good track record of doing it, okay, fine. But you better get those guys done and not get left at the altar because this has the potential to derail the season. And if it does derail the season, and it derails the season because there was too much faith that was put in guys that have given you no signs of consistent positive play on a week-by-week basis during the entire time of their five combined years on the roster and Liam Eikenberg and Austin Jackson, I don't know what to tell you. That gets pretty hard to be defensible for. And I'm not saying that I'm, it's all, I saw the comments, oh, fire Greer. I'm not there. I still like Chris Greer a lot. I have a great amount of respect for the job that he's done. And that's why I'm sitting here trying to unlock in my mind, what is the vision for this pick? What is the motivation? What is the upsell? What is the positive? And it it has to go beyond, well, in 2025, when we move on from Xavier Howard post June 1, we can free up the cap space and feel like we have a starter two years from now. That can't be the answer. We did that with Ezukama. We did that with Channing Tindall. Right? We don't need scratch-off lottery tickets for two years from now. We need guys that are going to take meaningful snaps and help this football team win now. And I think Cam Smith can be it. But I think Cam Smith being it is a 500 to 600 snap player in the secondary that allows Jalen Ramsey to be the player that Jalen Ramsey is fully capable of being without losing sleep about who the other dudes are that are out there on the field especially before Brandon Jones comes back from the injury. And even then, I don't think Brandon Jones, Brandon Jones from a versatility standpoint is not a coverage versatile player. He's a run fit box safety inside of 15 yards, pressure, pass rush, third down, versatile player. And maybe there will be additional growth, but it's a big year for Brandon Jones in that regard because he's in a contract year. But if you have Jalen Ramsey, and some people say, well, we're going to move Jalen Ramsey to safety at times. I think he could take snaps at safety. I think he could take snaps in the slot. I think he can take snaps on the second level. The the Rams did all of that with him. But if you're going to roll out a secondary that's going to be the optimal versatile bunch and collection of players right now, and you say, we want to play uh, nickel, nickel or dime. Right? Let's say it's third and 12, you're facing Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, or you're facing Josh Allen and the Bills, and you want to be as athletic as possible in a third and long situation. Cam Smith's probably one of the six best DBs to be on the field in that situation now, and that's key. That is key, because this is a player who ran a really good athlete. He's six foot and three quarters, 180 pounds. He's lean. 
I wish he wasn't lean. He'd have graded significantly higher in a number of different categories if he was more dense. Now, it doesn't impact him as far as his mentality, but it does show up on tape sometimes. 89th percentile 10-yard split. He ran a 4-4-3, that's 72nd percentile for corners. He jumped 38 inches and 10 foot, 2 inches in the broad. 96th percentile, 75th percentile. Super explosive player. Quick feet, scrappy, good at everything. Wish he was a little bit more physical from a a natural three-dimensional plane in all phases. Really good uh, cut tackler on the perimeter. Solid ball production. Solid across the board. And an explosive athlete. I'm grading him for the, the, the corners. I'm grading him in the archetype of what Xavier Howard and, and Jalen Ramsey are as outside corner types. And that, that plus the, the stature was what pulled him down where I, I think you, know, you, you could probably tweak and change a few things from good to great. And suddenly he is in the top five conversation of best available players. So I think it's very feasible for, for the outcome in which the Dolphins found this was the best player available. within their own grading structure. But actually having the pathway to play has to be, if you're going to be in third long situations and you're going to play sub and you want to be as versatile as you can be, Javon Holland can move all over the place. Who else do you have that can move all over the place? Not X at this point. Cater? Probably. Jalen for sure, but if you move Jalen, who else is playing outside? So if you take the best six, or even if you take the best five, it's Jalen, it's X, it's Cater, it's Javon, and it's who? Right now, even more so than Deshaun Elliott, and more so than Brandon Jones, for the most versatile five, when you play versatile nickel, Cam Smith is on the list. That's the pathway that he has to fulfill. And if this is going to be a successful pick for the Dolphins, he has to be ready to play five to 600 snaps in nickel sets for the Dolphins this year. If he does that, I think the workload will be big enough that you could very easily justify this pick at the end of the year. He's got to beat out Nick Needham. He's got to beat out Brandon Jones in nickel situations. And I think he has good enough tackling, and I think he's instinctive enough of a player to do it. Can he hold some extra weight? Because if he can, then I'll really get excited about this pick. That's Cam Smith for me. That's my thoughts on Cam Smith. Would not have been the direction that I would have gone, but for some of the most pressing players that I would have pushed for, it's quite clear there's some things that I know that I don't know. And if you're going to go this route, Chris, you better be ready to have sufficient answers in other spots. Because if we get to the end of 2023, we say, man, the line really sunk us. We'll look back on this, and this will be a very, very challenging decision to justify versus some of the talent that was available. I'm not drafting exclusively for need. That's fine. But then they they doubled down 
and went out and got Mike McDaniel a toy at 84 with Devin Achain, which is who we're going to talk about next with our next draft recap episode of Locked on Dolphins. So make sure you keep it locked in. You can find us on YouTube wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm Kyle Krabs. Hope you guys have a great rest of your stretch. Until I talk to you all again soon, I'm going to record my next one here uh, very shortly, so you can keep an eye out for that one as well. Keep it locked in right here Locked on Dolphins. Special shout-out to our everydayers. Come back and see me again to discuss the Dolphins selection at 84 of running back Devin Aceh. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.